Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Hey, this is Lisa, and you're listening to the two-year anniversary episode of I Love That Movie. Whoa, like I had no idea that this was going to last two years. Uh, That is due largely to all of you that are listening and that offer to be guests and that I've asked to come on here and be guests. Like, thank you guys so much. You have no idea how much it means to me. Um, I had a dream of starting a podcast. I had a dream of building a community of like-minded movie lovers, and it happened. But it didn't happen without you guys. Um, if you didn't support it, if you didn't want to be a part of it, if you didn't tune in, if you didn't offer to be guests, like, this just literally doesn't exist. It's, I would say, mostly you guys. Um, I think people tune in to hear you, to hear the guests. And because of that, I've decided that our anniversary episodes will be the top five most downloaded uh, episodes. So this year, uh, we've got a top five. And to find out more about who is on that top five, you've got to keep listening. So without further ado, here we go. All right, so number fifth uh, most downloaded episode of 2018 was Wonder Woman, um, and that was with Mindy, uh, and Mindy is back to talk about it. Uh, Mindy, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? All right, so hi, I am Mindy, and I go by the Geeky Seamstress online. I am a Dallas-based cosplayer and pop culture enthusiast. And yeah, you can find me all over the web, Instagram, Facebook, uh, any kind of social media under the Geeky Seamstress. Awesome. Yeah, you make amazing costumes and you occasionally handle commissions too, right? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I mostly do Sailor Moon Fuku commissions. Uh, the I, I do also work a full-time job, so <laughs> mostly I <laughs> it's a balance. stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, have you gone back and uh, listened to the episode since we recorded it? I actually just listened to it a few minutes ago. I completely forgot that we talked about Wonder Woman for so long, but it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Um, yeah, I when I was pulling up all the stats and I saw that was on there, I mean, it kind of makes sense because a lot of my listeners really love DC, but I was also excited that it was that movie in particular um that you know one of the movies that made it to the top five so i was really happy about that um what do you think about that like why do you think this resonated with so many people well i mean like you said i'm a a large portion of your audience your listeners are definitely dc fans and i think (laughs) that you know um 
with Wonder Woman being basically part of the Holy Trinity of DC, that it, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, we, we definitely talked a long time about how the film was so anticipated. And I was recently going through and looking at other failed iterations of Wonder Woman that never made it to the big screen. <laughs> like there was the Joss Whedon script that got floated around for a while. And then there was the failed TV show back in like, I want to say 2010 or something like that. Um, and it's just, I think for a lot of people, it was such an amazing moment to finally see Wonder Woman up on the big screen in all her glory. And I think obviously with uh with her huge comic book history and also of course the linda carter television show that she's just an icon for so so many people yeah i totally agree i think also you know we've had a couple other female-led superhero films and um action films and sci-fi and there's some really good you know female-led action and sci-fi but as far as superhero films i think this is really the first one that resonated with everyone with fans and general audiences and i think you know having that female voice uh having patty jenkins as a director i think had a lot to do with that i mean when you talk about some of the other failed projects i i can't help but wonder if that's part of the the problem with those, you know, <laughs> is that they just were missing the core of who she is and uh, the way that fans want to see her and connect with her. I think even the, you know, the 70s show. Yeah, of course, it was kind of a little campy, but I think it that really had that sort of feminist voice to it. Um, and so I think this movie had that, too. And I think that that was part of it. Um, and yeah, and of course, like you said, my, uh, my listener base, they're a little skewed towards the DC side. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I tend to skew more Marvel, but I wonder woman definitely has a, a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. You have a few wonder woman costumes and she's, she's, she's she awesome. Is. She really is. Uh, was there anything in the episode that w when you were listening to it, you were like, oh man, I wish we had talked about this or wish we talked about that or anything like that? Honestly, we, I, I really think that we did a good job of covering just about everything from uh, from the show, from show from the movie that I really wanted to talk about. There were definitely a few scenes that I thought about afterwards and I was like, oh wait, that was such a cool moment. Um, we didn't talk about the time on Themyscira as much as I thought we did. Um, huh, yeah. uh, like, but of course, you know, there are so many uh, amazing scenes in that movie. It's obviously, you know, we probably could have gone on for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have been fine. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, Themyscira, I guess you're right. I feel like we kind of glossed over it. We just, I think we felt that pressure of like, oh my gosh, okay, we have to cover all the highlights. And um, Themyscira is one of those uh, scenes in the movie. I wish in general we had spent more time there. I, th I think I heard that a lot when people saw the movie um, because it was just so beautiful and just so, I, I just don't think we've ever seen anything like that on the big screen before. Uh, this like all female utopian type place and i don't know i was just curious about it so I, I could definitely see like wanting to explore that more um of course loved all the costumes and loved the setting i thought you know it's kind of hard to picture like how are they going to make this look in a movie and make it feel like convincing and i thought they did a great job with that so 
Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, well, and I I think um, it's just a testament to the film that it looked and felt as incredible and believable as it did. Um, I mean, you're talking about a mythos of Diana being born of clay and brought to life by Zeus, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's part <laughs> of the course with Greek mythology. But at the same time, it's like, how do you really translate Paradise Island to something that you could see being a realistic place? And I, I think that's something that the film did really well. Yeah, I agree. Um so on that note, like what what episode would you want to do next if we covered one? Oh, oh well, I mean, I think the obvious answer is um, oh, related to Wonder Woman or another film. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was saying since you say that you're, uh, you know, more into Marvel, we could do I Captain mean- Marvel. I'm sitting here wearing a Captain Marvel <laughs> shirt and socks right now, so I think it's fair to say I'm on board with that. <laughs> I think I'm going to write that down then. (laughs) I've already seen it twice. I almost convinced my husband to go watch it again over the weekend. So, yeah. (laughs) I guess this is jumping ahead uh, when we eventually talk about that, but... Do you feel like when you saw this movie, I know it's it's got a different tone and I've seen the reviews and, and writings. I still haven't had a chance to get to the theater because unfortunately, like right when it came out, I was knee deep in podcasting stuff and then trying to finish up my costume and and then all con happens. So I'm a little behind, but I'm going to catch up. I'm actually thinking about seeing oh, it tomorrow yeah. um, because then it'll be like $5 Ooh, Tuesday. Yeah, that's always a solid deal. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but with that, in th- with that thought, like, did you, do you think it had, did you get that same rush that you got like with Wonder Woman? Cause I know like when I saw it in the theater, I just had like tears in my eyes. I know we talked about having a lot of emotional moments and beats. Um, and I feel like this movie has that too with a different, you know, sort of message and tone, but, uh, you know, how did, how did you feel in there? So, uh, this is something that I found really interesting about watching Captain Marvel. I didn't have quite the same emotional reaction to it the way I did to Wonder Woman. And I think there there's a lot um, at play with that reaction. I think part of it, like you said, is the tone of the film. It's definitely more the Marvel formula and Marvel tends to be a little bit more upbeat and lighter overall compared to um, to the DC films. Um, of course, we're not even going to talk about Endgame and how how wrecked, uh, well, Endgame, Infinity War, and how wrecked uh, we all were at the end of that one. <laughs> that's uh, that's the exception <laughs> to the rule. Um, but it definitely was a little lighter. Um, also, I think Carol and Diana are very different characters. And uh, as, as we were, um, as I was listening to our episode again, you know, one of the things that really resonates resonates um with the wonder woman film was just how compassionate and kind and caring and loving diana is and you really feel um that empathy and sympathy that she has uh for people around her whereas carol um and we mentioned this in the last episode as well um she's very she's coded much more masculine so her basic story is she's um, she's basically been told by all the men in her life that she can't do various things, that she can't be a pilot, that she can't, um, that she just can't be a woman in a man's world. 
And so she's very much a fighter and very much fighting against that um, patriarchal oppression. Uh, so she winds up turning more into, um, I'm going to punch first and ask questions later. She's very snarky and has mm-hmm. um, a very sarcastic sense of humor. Uh, and so that's something that I really love about her, but it also makes her very different from Diana. Yeah, and and I want to stress. I I feel like I don't know if I've said this enough on Twitter and everywhere, <laughs> but I'm trying to. Um, I think both types of women are are great. You know, I I think there's many different female stories you can tell, and there's many different types of female characters. So somebody like Carol, you know, Davers is it Danvers, Danvers or Davers? I'm always worried. I'm sorry. Danvers. Okay. So someone like Carol Danvers, I mean, there's going to be a lot of women out there that connect more with that, you know, than they would Wonder Woman. Maybe I connect more with Wonder Woman, but that doesn't mean, you know, that everybody will connect with her in that same way. I know some women in my life that just hearing you talk about that, even have stories like that, um, they very much live that where they were either at the job, at a job or at a school or somewhere they felt like they were in a male dominated space and they weren't, they were trying to assert themselves and be respected. And that's a very familiar female experience. So I think it's important to tell that story too. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to say that I, I like that they're going there with that because that's, I mean, almost, and really, like almost every woman has experienced that on some level. I think that's something that maybe guys don't necessarily know, though, because I've heard a lot of reactions of like, I didn't really connect with this. I didn't really, like, it was fine. Um, it didn't really go deep. And then I'm hearing from other women like, oh my God, this really got to me, blah, blah, blah. And I think it just depends on your experience. Like, if you've had that experience, then it hits you harder, you know, because you're oh, related absolutely. to her on that level. I 100% agree. Um, as we were leaving the theater, um, after our first showing, my husband turned to me and he was like, you know, it was a good movie, but I think I preferred Wonder Woman. And I was like, okay, number one, how many movies have superhero movies specifically have we had about, let's be frank, generic white straight dudes and how few movies have we had about literally anyone who doesn't fit that mold? It's I, I think that one of the most amazing things that came from Wonder Woman is that she's that that film has paved the way for us to have more types of female superheroes. Like I love Wonder Woman. I 100% love Wonder Woman have for 20 plus years of my life. And now Carol is on the screen and she's going to be the face of phase four going into the Marvel cinematic universe um, in the next couple of years. And I think that a lot of the trolls are just really upset that a woman is going to be at the forefront because it, it breaks a lot of the molds that we're used to seeing in superhero films. Oh, no, I totally agree. And and there's always this, um, there's this weird reaction, like every single time that there's a female led film, where it's like a knee jerk reaction, people automatically go, Oh, I don't even know why we need Wonder Woman, we have Ripley from Alien, and we have, you know, Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. And it's like, yeah, I like those women a lot. 
I want more of them. <laughs> it's not like we have to just pick one. And I know we've talked about that a lot, but yeah, I think that's a little bit of what's going on with, with that as well. I think it's like you said, being afraid of a woman being in charge of the whole team. And then also this idea that we have to constantly compare and see which one's better and pick one, but we really don't have to do that. We can like both of them. <laughs> That's something that I have loved seeing on Twitter and social media is how supportive so many um, so many women uh, action stars have been of Captain Marvel, um, like seeing Gal Gadot congratulate Brie Larson on the success of the film and just seeing Brie Larson's interviews about how she loves Wonder Woman. And oh, she loves Sailor Moon as well. Yay! <laughs> so well, that's so that. 90s, you know. <laughs> amazing and i just i do love how vocal brie larson has been about how we do need to include more perspectives and points of view especially in uh film reviews and just bringing more people to the table um so i just like all these people who are like oh we really don't need another female superhero well you know what there have been 20 plus movies about male superheroes i think it's finally freaking time to get more than one type of female superhero on the screen. <laughs> Agree 100%. And yeah, those comments about uh, reviewers and people on the press junket and all that good stuff, like, yeah, I mean, that's something that I feel a lot of women have thought for a long time and people of color, like they can't help but notice. I, I actually felt that way when I would listen to other people review Wonder Woman, you know, and they were kind of harsh. And I thought, I feel like you're missing a layer here because you don't connect with the character. So I'd kind of like to hear from other women uh, talk about that movie. Um, and I think a lot of people felt that way. And I think, you know, Brie Larson just got out ahead of that and just up front said, I want to see more people uh, that are diverse review this movie. I want to hear what they have to say about it, not just one demographic. It's not that we're getting rid of a demographic. We're just adding people to the table. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And there are so many superhero films, especially that are coming out um, that are starting to just barely glimpse into these perspectives that we haven't seen as much of like yeah. Black Panther. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a middle-class white girl and I love the movie, but at the same time, that has to mean so much more to a black kid who's like, hey, that kid looks like me, or I can be Black Panther, or the kids going out to see Into the Spider-Verse and going, hey, Mike Morales, look at him. This kid is awesome. And just seeing themselves on screen, that's, it's such a big thing. Like, just opening up that world to people who are who have been ignored for so long is so important i totally agree i noticed it especially um a few times uh in the last year after uh after black panther came out you know when we would volunteer at events with a bunch of kids um a lot of children would come up and say hey you don't have a black panther where is he they would ask for him, you know, uh -huh. because now that movie came out and now they want to see him. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to try to get, you know, people to to wear that costume and to to be there and be represented. I mean, it it mattered to them and they noticed that he was absent. <laughs> so yeah, I think that just speaks to, you know, nobody coached those kids to ask us that. It's not some <laughs> social justice warrior, you know, uh, agenda or whatever. I mean, they're just naturally asking, hey, where is he? Like, we'd love to see him and we... We, and that movie had like literally just come out 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. it has a big impact. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this. You know, I just wanted to thank you again. Like, thank you for picking this movie and thank you for carving out the time to come on. I'm so glad your uh, episode made it to the top five. I think that's so awesome. And I think that speaks to just what a big fan you are. I mean, you really can gush and talk about this movie because you love Wonder Woman. And so you just, you were a wealth of knowledge when it came to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wendy is uh, definitely one of those characters that I'm just kind of, oh, I can talk about her forever. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, it was so much fun to chat with you about that movie and talk about one of my favorite comic book characters. Yes. Well, thank you, Mindy. I, I'm going to have you back soon. I'm going to hit you up about that about that Captain Marvel episode pretty soon. Oh, so, yes. I'm yeah. totally here for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good one. Thanks. You too. So uh, I we're at number four on our list. Um, and the number four most listened to episode of last year, 2018, was The Greatest Showman. And that was with Chelsea. And I have her back with me here today. Uh, say hi, Chelsea. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Um, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? And then we'll kind of dive into the into covering the uh, episode itself. Sure. Um, so I was with the uh, Greatest Showman episode. Um, I run a podcast called Golden Girls with my friend Carly Matson. So normally I talk about horror movies all the time, but when I come on here, I like to talk about not horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have you gone back and listened to the episode since we published it? Yes, a couple cool. times. First awesome. one it was first uploaded, and then I wanted to hear it again to see what I talked about so I wouldn't say the same things again. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, um, you know, I, I'm always surprised at what – movies resonate with the most listeners. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like, like when you picked this movie, I was so excited because, you know, I think we've only done like maybe one other musical. And this is one of those movies that I felt like was so unexpectedly popular and did so well in theaters and um, has gone on to have a following. I wasn't sure that everyone would be as excited about this particular episode as I was. <laughs> oh. And so I was just like really excited when I pulled up the stats and saw where this landed on the list. I was just like, yes, we get to talk about this again. And, you know, first of all, of course, I want to thank you for picking this movie and for coming on. Um, that was such a fun episode to record. I just had a total blast. <laughs> so um, it was just, great. Uh, we basically just gushed the whole time and, yes. and I love doing yes. that. Um, I was going to ask you, what do you think about this episode resonated so much with our, with our listeners? Um, I think, I mean, going through like movies that you've talked about before, I, I saw a lot of like classics. Mm -hmm. Um, so it might be, I don't know if it's cause it was a newer movie, not that classics aren't great because they are for a reason, but, um, maybe, I don't know. Like it's it's a feel good movie, so maybe maybe more people enjoy feel good movies than we thought. I think so. Like I <laughs> I know right when I published it too, I got a lot of feedback. Um, uh, the guys from Academy Rewind actually reached out to me right after, said they were listening to it, and they they even asked me to be on their show. 
Um, oh, it's always interesting when people pick like a different genre that sometimes mm-hmm. you you reach a new audience that maybe sees the titles, but you know, like The Godfather just isn't their thing or, yeah. you know, something like that. And like this movie, I, I think way more people connected to it than we realized. And so I was just really excited about it. I think also it was just fun listening to us because we were just so excited. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of like we're, we weren't picking it apart. We weren't analyzing it to death. Like, oh, this no. could have been better. That song could have been better. I mean, I think we touched on a couple things that maybe weren't our favorite songs, but overall, we just, it was positive about the movie. And so I feel like people that really liked it probably were like, oh, good, this isn't going to be like a scathing <laughs> indictment on this yeah. film. <laughs> so I'm I, sure there's, there's plenty of those out there. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, you know, when this movie came out, critics were really harsh on it. So I imagine, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't gone and searched for for other podcasts that covered it, but they probably were just like baffled or something, you know, um, and, and, and felt that way. But th- there's a lot of us out there that really like this movie. And uh, I think it, it has, you know, a really positive message and the music is just fun and it's just good. And really that's the heart of it. And, you know, yeah. I think since we've talked about it, um, aren't they making like a Broadway musical now? I, I think we touched on that a little bit when we talked about I, the I know I asked and I, I wanted it, but I I haven't heard anything. I should have looked up some more um, after I listened to it again to see if if they actually confirmed one. Um, but I would I would still be super stoked if they did. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've got my foot on the floor for this one. This would make a good Broadway musical. Agreed. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman's touring – um, did you happen to like go to that or buy tickets or anything like that? Yeah. So me and my mom did get tickets. Um, it's on my birthday coming up in June. Oh, that's so awesome. We're going to see it together and I'm, I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. That sounds like that's going to be <laughs> such like such a good experience. That's so cool. Yeah. I told her, I was like, Hey, uh, guess who's coming to American Airlines Center? Do you want to, do you want to go? And she got really excited too. So, you know, it's fun. Mother daughter. That's trip. so cool. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when we talked about this episode, was there anything that you felt like we missed? Like, was there anything right after we stopped recording that you were like, oh, I wish we had covered this or covered that? Uh, I don't know if there was anything that I missed. Anytime I always hear myself talk about something in a negative light, though, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to really upset someone with that or, <laughs> you know. It, yeah. Considering I talk about the terrible things in my own podcast all the time. I think we um, remained pretty positive. I mean, yeah. And I don't know. I just. No, I think it was awesome. I felt like we covered everything we needed to. And I think anytime we mentioned, I, there was like one or two songs that we were both like, that one, that one was okay. But yeah. like, I, I was not surprised at all when you, the ones that you said that about, I just <laughs> completely agreed. So I think it was intuitive. Like I, I definitely haven't had any like negative feedback about it. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I mean, people can like what they like and not like what they don't like. It's you know, it's all opinions, man. I think that's why I like your podcast so much because you just have people coming on talking about all types of movies and genres and just talking about what they like or what they don't like in a movie, you know? Yeah. Nothing nothing super critical. (laughs) I love your podcast too, because you guys kind of run the gamut a little bit. I mean, you talk about horror movies and then games as well, right? Because you're kind Mm -hmm. of a little bit more into to the gaming side of it. Yeah. Carly's more on the, the film side. It's cool hearing you go back and forth because Carly's got such a extensive film vocabulary too. Yes. 
Um, and so you kind of get both sides. Like she sort of bounces her ideas off of you and then, you know, you both go into games. So I, I love your podcast. I think we mentioned before we started recording that you guys are on a little bit of a break right now. Yeah, just I'm we're going to be recording again pretty soon for a new episode. Um, but since I just moved and then she was busy with some other schedules. So, you know, it's just getting back into the to the the groove of things, I guess you could say. For sure. Well, I guess it's a good time for people to go find your podcast and kind of catch up. So where where do you where can we listen to it? Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Libsyn, iTunes, and it's uh, Golden Girls or Golden Girls Podcast. So that's golden, but with a, a ghoul instead. Spooky. <laughs> I love the artwork on it. I think you, you did that artwork, right? You designed um, that? Both of us have. So like oh, cool. uh, on Twitter, I think our, our header is my artwork, but the profile picture is her artwork. Oh, man, you guys do everything. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so if we covered another episode, if we, if you came back and did another movie and I think you definitely should, what, what movie would you pick? I sat on this for a little bit and I know I joked about doing the entire Fast and Furious franchise. Um, yes. That would take <laughs> so long. Uh, if I had to, I actually decided on a, a classic of my own and that's Twister because yes. I love a good disaster movie and Twister is like the ultimate in disaster films. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited way. about that. Oh, uh, totally. And it's such a yeah. it's such a staple like from the mm-hmm. 90s. Um when you're you, we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier. I'm writing Twister down for you. So that's that's your movie. And that that's one of the benefits of being in the top 5 too is like we'll talk um uh you know, of course we have you back on and we cover the episode but also you get to you get to stake your claim on a movie. Yes. Um, so you will definitely be back to talk about that. Um, cause you know, I just, I really appreciate that you came on here and I try really hard to be conscious of making sure that when I'm, you know, most of my guests actually reach out to me, uh, and ask to be on. And I specifically reached out to you, especially since I knew you had a podcast and just, um, you know, we've kind of been internet friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, we, we need more. I feel like I need more women in my episodes that sometimes they get a little dude heavy. <laughs> no, I <laughs> and there needs to be that. a little bit of balance. <laughs> and so I was so excited that you were on. And then I was like, yes, and you made the top five. Hooray. Yay. And it's like, you know, sometimes I'm I'm just excited that 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 top five tends to be very like diverse because I mean, uh, when you look at what I have in my top five, I believe it's let me see if I can pull it up really fast. It's uh, The Dark Knight, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Back to the Future Part 2, The Greatest Showman, and Wonder Woman. So it's kind of like, I mean, they're all crowd pleasers, really. You know, mm. they're all popular films, but they're kind of, they're different eras and different genres. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I, I was glad that that mix came out of it. So I thought that was really cool. Yes. Uh, it's, and it's like part of me almost wants to pick a horror movie because... I would yeah. like to see more people pick horror movies. Oh, um, for sure. I, like I think we've only done one with you and Courtney with the Blair Witch. <laughs> Man, that was so fun talking about that. She mm-hmm. knew so much about the cameras and the equipment. And actually, last year she was in my top five for American Psycho. I think it was like oh, the cool. number one downloaded podcast that nice. year. I mean, I think like not enough people cover that movie. And that can be another part of it too, mm-hmm. is as people are, they search the name of the movie and then our podcast comes up. And so they're like, oh, good. Somebody talked about this, but that yeah. one to this day gets a lot of hits. 
Okay. <laughs> Which is kind of a little bit to my chagrin, not because of her, but because it was when I was newer at this. And so my <laughs> the recording, to me, the audio quality isn't great, but oh, I don't know. I... People still download it. <laughs> Man, do I understand audio quality. Our like early episodes, <laughs> my microphone is garbage. <laughs> um, well, was there anything else you wanted to kind of cover about about that particular episode or the movie or anything else? Uh, my only thing would be like, if you haven't watched it yet, please do. Like, yes. Even if you don't like P.T. Barnum, which no one does. Um, <laughs> He's awful, but yeah. <laughs> Jackman and everyone else are great. The songs are just so catchy. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and the it's, costumes it's a, are it's awesome. It's a beautiful film. Yes. Gosh, the costumes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Please, yeah. Broadway show win. Please call me. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I think we talked about this last time, but whenever, even when I kind of, I'd watched it kind of too many times in a row, I would mm-hmm. still occasionally like fire it up in iTunes and, and do the feature where you can like select just the songs, like yes. a karaoke machine kind of. And I'd mm-hmm. play that or I would, I think we both talked about, we listened to the soundtrack, like even more than we actually watched the movie. Um, and then there's that reimagined album, which is also really awesome. So good. Um, so yeah, you guys check it out. Like there's a reason so many people liked it and why it had such a long life in the theater. I think, I think it's, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise at the time and it, it maybe surprised you, even if you're not into musicals, it's just, it's hard to walk away from that movie without like a grin on your face and feeling a little bit better about the world. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, Chelsea, yeah, just a feel-good fantasy movie. Sorry. Oh no, no, you're fine. It's hard when we can't see each other. Sometimes you're like, yeah, you like talk over. I do it all the time, so no worries. Um, but yeah, so this was really fun. Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come back and talk about this. And um, you know, I I really appreciated that you chose this film, and I hope to have you back soon. Of course, anytime. All right. And then number three on our countdown, the number third most listened to episode was Back to the Future Part Two. And that was with Thomas Olson, who I have on here now. Say hi. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Um, and you you just we just talked about this, but you've actually been on the countdown before. I have <laughs> yeah. totally forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, very honored to be on here twice. So. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, Let's see. Have you gone back and listened to the episode since we recorded? I did. I listened to it pretty quickly after you released it. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it was a lot nice. of fun to go back and revisit that. Well, revisit the movie and then be able to have talk about it and then uh, listen to it again. So, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. And, and for those of um, our listeners that haven't heard that episode yet, which obviously they should go back and listen to that one. It was really fun. Um, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah. So yeah, like Lisa said, my name is Thomas. Um, I have a, a podcast called Superhero Movie Cast, which is basically, um, I, I talk about superhero movies. Um, and every once in a while, I'll talk about Star Wars or other kind of nerdy stuff. But yeah, it's just me and a couple of friends, kind of similar to your format a bit, um, where I bring on different guests to talk about those movies, and it's a lot of fun. So, and and I, I love joining your podcast because I get to talk about other movies that I love that don't fit the superhero genre. So it kind of it uh, it's been fun to be able to come on here and join in these other films with you. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed recording that one. Uh, the Back to the Future franchise is near and dear to my heart, so that's one of my favorites as well. Um, and the second one's just a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and your podcast is awesome. Um, I love listening to it. Uh, so you guys should definitely check that out. Where, where can they find it? Um, so, yeah, we're on most places you listen to podcasts. So cool. Apple, Padca- uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, we're there. Uh, you can go to our website, superheromoviecast.com, or you can email me, superheromoviecast at gmail.com. So, yeah, that, that's, those are the best place to find it. So. Yeah. Um, so in regards to this episode, uh, Back to the Future Part 2, what do you think resonated so much with our listeners? Well, I think Back to the Future 2 is a very unique movie in that, and it has, I think it has very loyal fans to it, that the movie does. I, because mm-hmm. while it's not as well widely received, I think, as the first one, I think uh, people that love the second one really love it and really like to support it because you don't necessarily see as much love for it, I guess, as maybe the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, I don't know, I think being post 2015, this movie has kind of had a bit of a uh, uh, rejuvenation, if you will, just because we're post 2015 and especially everyone in that year was like, Oh, this is the year that everything's going to change. We have hoverboards, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just think it's fun to talk about. And so maybe, maybe there's some of that too, that this movie has kind of popped up again and kind of the, uh, the pop culture conversation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's really awesome that this was one of your highest um, download episodes for the year, because this, I think it is such a cool, fun, crazy movie that deserves all the the love and the praise it gets, even if it's maybe uh, overshadowed a bit sometimes by the other, or at least the first one. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that, uh, you know, the first one's kind of, it was lightning in the bottle, a perfect movie. And then Mm -hmm. the second one uh, is unique to most sequels. We kind of talk about in the episode because, you know, a lot of sequels call back to the first one, maybe a little bit too much. And this sort of had a meta awareness of calling back to the first one and sort of making fun of that trope at the same time. Right. Because it involves time travel, it can quite literally go back to the to the scenes in the first movie, but also kind of poke fun at it. Um, and I think the creators were just hyper aware of that. They didn't really want to make a sequel. And that's what's so surprising about it to me is that they didn't want to make it and they did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I agree with you. You know, I've I've heard criticisms of the second one, but overall, I think it's a great sequel. I think it, I think it deserves to be up there in in some of the, uh, I guess, the great sequel hall of fame. You know, like Terminator Two and uh, movies like that. Totally, that, that I, either outshine or at least equal to the first one. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree because, um, I yeah, I, I I'm totally there with you because I, one thing that's really unique too about it is like like you were mentioning is that you literally go back to parts of the first one, but you're doing it through a different angle. You know, Marty is there trying to avoid running into his previous self. Um, and doc doesn't want to run into himself. You know, it's just like creates this really cool tension that I don't know if like, I've really ever seen anything else do that, you know, where it's got this like right. really interesting situation where like, not only are you have your mission of trying to, get the get the almanac but then you can't run into your other selves because it's going to just screw everything up so i don't know it's just so much 
so much fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we kind of talked about, and I, I still need to post a picture of this, but that camera that they came up with, um, that, you know, we've seen split screen in a lot of movies, but what's unique about this one is that they were able to like pan, um, and, and still have the same actors in the same shot basically, but it looks more organic because the camera is panning instead of having a literal split screen. Um, and I think that really sells, I feel like probably, especially when it came out, audiences were just really impressed and shocked by that. And it helps add to the tension. Uh, it doesn't take you out of the movie. You, you're not looking for seams. Um, so I think, I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'll definitely post a picture this time. <laughs> um, was there anything you felt like we missed in that episode when you went back and listened to it? Um, you know, I honestly, I, I do that a lot. I go back and listen to like podcast episodes on my show or other times I've guessed and I don't, there's always something, but I feel like we did a really good job covering yeah, I most agree. of the movie. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's something we could have talked about, but it was really fun <laughs> to go back and talk about like all the different actors, um, you know, just talking like, I know, I know we, we spent a decent amount of time talking about um, Thomas F. Wilson and his career a bit and how like we both wished we could have seen, seen him show up in more stuff. I know he's done a lot of voice acting, but, mm-hmm. um, but no, I think we did a good job. I think we, I really think we covered a lot of the most important things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really fun though, because those are characters that have been so dear to me and so important to me over my life, um, to be able to, and I remember when I first, um, heard about your podcast and reached out to you about coming on, I saw that someone had already done back to the first, first back to the future. And I was like, Oh man, they already took that. I was about <laughs> to do that one. But then I mentioned the second one to you and, and I was really excited that you were like, you were enthused about it as much as I was. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think I think that we covered it really well. I think the only thing I thought of, I can't remember if I talked about this or not, but last year we have um, like a big comic convention here called Fan Expo. And last year they had a lot of the cast from Back to the Future. Um, they had, you know, uh, Christopher Lloyd. I think they had the mom on there too. Uh, and I believe Biff. And they mm. were supposed to have... Uh, Michael J. Fox, but he wasn't feeling well and he had to cancel. And they're actually having a lot of them back again. But anyway, because they had so many Back to the Future guests, they had like uh, a package you could pay for that was like a Back to the Future experience. And you would get to see all of them in a panel. You pay a little bit more, but you spend a little bit more time with them, I guess. And then Alamo uh, in Dallas had a after party where it was the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And so they decorated it like in the movie uh, for that scene. And they had a live band playing 80s music. Um, and it was pretty awesome. It was That's like this so weird cool. meta moment. Yeah. yeah. Of like, of like, man, I've, I, you know, 12 year old me would be so psyched right now. And, and I was, and like, they encouraged everybody to dress like it was the fifties and mm-hmm. a lot of people did. So like everybody was dressed like the fifties and they were at this fifties dance. They mostly played eighties music because the movie came out in the eighties, but, yeah. um, but it was really cool. I need to post a couple pictures of that. And they have, we have our own little local guy that looks like almost identical to Michael J. Fox and stuff. So that's, that's cool. Did they play, um, do they play Earth Angel and Johnny Be Good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they set up a whole little area um, and it got packed. I mean, in the past, this convention has tried to do after parties and I feel like people kind of just weren't into it. But for some reason, last year, both nights, it was just like completely packed. And uh, I think it helped that they sort of decorated everything. I even I took a couple of the posters home and I framed them. (laughs) I should post a picture of that, too. And like the signature cocktail from that night and stuff like that. It was it was really cool. It was really fun. And they actually have the cast back this year. So I don't know if they're going to do it again, but um, but it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I like I like those movies so much that it's like I I can't ever really get enough. So, yeah. Did Crispin Glover come? No, I and I don't think he's there this year either. I feel like that that will never happen, right? <laughs> you know, because they had such a bad falling out. But I don't know. I mean, it would be nice if he could move on from that, but I, I don't know if he would. I saw something that he was going to be at the Alamo. I don't. Oh, really? I don't know where. What I don't know what state it was not because they only have two of those here in Arizona, and it wasn't here. It was somewhere else. But he was doing some events at one of the Alamos. So, anyways, I, it's just him though, but not the rest of the cast. Right. Yeah. I feel like they still kind of don't really get along. Yeah. Like this year, you know, they have, oh yeah, it's Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, and Tom Wilson are going to be oh, there. Nice. Well, yeah. That's, so that's... I'll probably, I, I might try to go to that this year, like to their, their little fan thing. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be cool. And I think it's cool. Like I, I love going to like theme parks and being immersed in like whatever, you know, like uh, Universal Studios or Disneyland, how they like create like the queues for the rides, and you feel like you're oh, yeah. part of the. And I was, I've never got a ride the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios. It's been closed, and so I, I'm, I hope one day to experience something like that where I can be immersed in like the, the, the feel of the movie because Back to the Future is definitely one of my, yeah, all time favorite film franchises ever. So. Yeah, I know that I rode that ride, but I mean, I can't remember it. I was like a child. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's yeah. I wish they would like bring it back. So on that note, um, what episode would you want to do next if you came back? Well, I know we've talked about doing the Last Jedi, Star Wars: the Last Jedi, at some point. Yeah, um, we need to do that. So I mean, I'd <laughs> love to do that. I'm I'm a big fan of that movie. I understand. I understand why people don't necessarily love it, but I do love it. Um, so I'd love to do that, um, but uh, uh, there was one that I was uh, I was just thinking of, but I'm, I'm kind of blanking on it. Another one, um, shoot, oh, I, I can't think of it right now. But the, no worries. The, uh, I know we I know another one I had mentioned before was um, Arrival, the the movie with Amy Adams. Oh yeah, you know, a couple years ago. That's a big. That movie is like shot up on my list as I've rewatched it. It's only three years old i think but um you know any denny villain away of a movie i'm usually i've loved those christopher nolan movies as we talked about when we did inception last year so yeah i mean i'd i'd love to talk about any of those but uh um definitely last jedi though i think would be a fun one to do so we need to do that soon. I'm I'm excited about that episode. I know that there will be some people that may not even listen to that episode. Yeah. They're so angry we did it. But I think it would be really fun because it's a movie that I really enjoyed and I want to gush about it. Yeah. And I, I want to gush unapologetically. So I think we should definitely do it. Well, over so over the years, I on my podcast we talked about it when it came out and but since then, I've I've been on I've been guests on other podcasts. I'm actually doing a guest later today, but with someone that doesn't like it. And so I'm always 
defending it. Which, <laughs> I want to listen to that. <laughs> which is fine, but I'm I would love to just gush about it with someone else that loves enjoyed it too. So <laughs> All right. Well I'll make that happen. Okay. Um well, Thomas, thank you so much. I want to thank you again for picking this movie. Like I said, it's very near and dear to my heart. And for making the time to come on this show and for being in the top five. Thank you again. Well, thank you. And, I, and I'm, like I said earlier, I'm very honored to be in the top five. And I, it's exciting that your listeners love this movie as much as I do. And so, thank, yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Alrighty, and so number two I have on my list of top five episodes for the year, I have Chris Balga. Uh, he was on my episode for Ghostbusters. Uh, say hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Uh, in case people have not heard that episode yet, and they obviously should since it was downloaded so much, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Chris Balga. Um enjoyed uh being on the ghostbusters podcast i'm a assistant principal at a high school uh listened to as i said uh, on that pod I, I love movies all types all shapes and sizes um great nerd comic books <laughs> all name it i probably am into it nice well thank you so much for coming back on this is so exciting uh you no, know this is Oh, go it ahead. Was, it was kind of it was kind of surprising when you said like I was on the top five. So it's kind of like wow. <laughs> yeah, to make it fair, I what I did is instead of taking the total downloads for the year, I saw how popular they were in the month that they were released, oh, and cool. I I went through and like counted every single one, and so this was number two. Nice. So uh, to get started, have you gone back and listened to the episode? Yeah, I just um, I had a long drive uh, back home tonight, uh, this afternoon actually, and so I got a chance to re-listen to uh, the podcast. It's always kind of weird hearing yourself speak, but I, it, it, I still <laughs> enjoy doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to start a podcast pretty soon too, right? Yeah, I am. It's, it's kind of, I've kind of got pieces set up at that point, just um, now I've you know, I'm probably going to be using what you use here with Zencaster, just kind of lining up some finances to uh, do the subscriptions and things like that. So hopefully being an assistant principal, it kind of, you know, just got to have, have the time to do it. So I've kind of mapped out, oh, some I'm time, sure. mapped out some time to do it. So hopefully it's looking like probably late spring, early summer. I'm going to start uh, reaching out to some people, including yourself, to see uh, sure. if you want to be on it. I'd love to. Great. Yeah, you know, that is one challenge. Uh, it's pretty humbling to listen to yourself for hours and hours and hours when you're editing. <laughs> but you get used to it, I promise. And, and you just say, man, do I sound like that? Yeah, uh, I, I say that pretty much every day. Or, man, I ramble that much? Yikes. <laughs> um, yeah, there's nothing more humbling than listening to yourself and shaking your head and going, come on, man, quit rambling. <laughs> I think we're our worst critic, though. I, I, um, I think my problem is just saying, okay, I just got to do it. I just got to do it. I got to stop <laughs> procrastinating. Oh, man, that is my number one advice is literally just do it. I mean, when I first started, and I've talked about this before, but I literally just worked off my iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, and so that sounded awful. 
and I did a terrible job. And the first episode we ever recorded was like 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I've often thought about going back and re-recording that episode. No, no, I really no, no, should no. do that. No, no, you shouldn't just because it shows, it shows the growth. It, 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 it definitely does. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go back and listen to it, but you know, anybody out there, you're welcome to. Please don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, what do you think about this episode resonated so much with our listeners? I, I think the biggest thing is the movie itself. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it, as we said, a lot of times during it's lightning in the bottle. It's such a classic, you know, when you look at, you know, top geek nerd movies uh, of, of all time, this is definitely on that list. And mm-hmm. it it's just, it resonates because it's, it's funny, it's scary, and it finds a way to meld all of them at once. And you've got some of the best, best comedy stars of, of their time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, this movie is, uh, I think, what did we say last time? I think we mentioned it's like the highest budgeted B movie ever. It's <laughs> it, like amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, a lot of times it, this shouldn't work. This movie shouldn't have been so successful. But I think the chemistry, the they know, they don't take themselves too seriously throughout the whole movie. It's not, it, it's, we, we know we're all in on the joke. Absolutely. And I want to pay a compliment to you too, though, because I think, man, you really broke down, you know, every single scene and you had so much information. And I think that definitely goes a long way too. Well, you know, that that was, I was kind of worried at the end of it. So my gosh, she's going to have to cut so much just because we went no. on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I do edit as you know, yeah. but I, it's normally mistakes or sometimes I'll ramble on about like a childhood memory or something for too long. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, we could probably shorten that. Um, but for the most part, I try to keep everything in there. Um, on that note, was there anything that you felt like we missed? I think the only thing, it wasn't like a miss. It was just kind of more of just a segue into the second movie in the sense of why a second movie. <laughs> and I think, yeah, and, and I, good point. And I think that most of the stuff I heard was that all of them felt we're good. We don't need it. And I like a quote by Bill Murray. He said, it's not going to be called Ghostbusters two. We'll burn in hell. If we call it Ghostbusters two, <laughs> I've suggested the last Ghostbusters to make sure there won't be anything like a Ghostbusters three, but the script is nowhere near ready and we start shooting soon. So apparently it, it, it turned out that uh, one of the producers or one of the studio heads at the time just was adamant that, nope, we're not doing it. And then a new studio head came in and kind of made it a priority to do Ghostbusters two. But the biggest reason why apparently took five years to do it is because they all became bigger stars. Mm, that makes sense. I'm sure that made scheduling really hard. And, and the, the toys, the animated kind of kept, they kind of kept the second movie from happening, not because they didn't want to. It's just like, why we're there. Everyone's getting their fill of Ghostbusters. It seems. It's so funny too. Like I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Uh, my number three on the countdown is uh, back to the future part two. Uh Um, And, you know, there's a big resistance uh, I think from the creators a lot of times, not just the studios. It's surprising the studio didn't want to have another one because usually they do uh, just because it makes money. Uh, But a lot of times the creatives feel like, you know, that's just a cash grab. They don't feel passionate about making a second Uh one. 
Um, and that's how they felt about Back to the Future. They had no plans to make a sequel and, in fact, ended up having to ride around it. Um, and I, you know, it, it's, it doesn't surprise me that the Ghostbusters team kind of had that same thought. Yeah, I think, it, like, like I said, the, the new studio head who came on actually grabbed them all and had a lunch table with Murray, Ramis, uh, Aykroyd, and uh, Reitman and their agent and just saying this is we're going to make this a priority and what was even more shocking was we had talked about in the in the uh the show about a 30 million dollar budget they, mm-hmm. they pretty much got that again and everyone had to take a pay cut in order to get that <laughs> oh wow but i wonder if it was like so with back to the future part two they were basically told we're making this movie no matter what like if you don't want to be a part of it that's your that's your issue we'll get somebody else and a different team and we'll make a sequel, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, and so that's the only reason they were like, we're coming back. So I wonder if that was part of it too. Like you have to take a pay cut and we'll do it without you. And it's like, it def- okay, never mind. I'm signed on. <laughs> yeah. It definitely didn't read like that necessarily. I think the, the new studio head was just so high up on wanting to do it. I think they were, I think sh- she was just wanting to saying, what, what do we have to do to make this happen? And, and again, they kept on saying, well, why would we want to do Declaration of Independence too? We got it all right with the first one. Yeah, but I think they kept on talking them and saying, you know what, let's let's at least give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, once you know, once it becomes a brand, you know, it transcends that just like one movie where you've got all these toys and merch. I mean, it's just it feels like it's just a matter of time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I think what they, you know, like a lot of actors, they'll they'll take a they'll take a cut and pay, but they'll uh they'll get a back end percentage and that's what I kind of read sure. what was going to happen and that they got a they got back into profits. So that makes sense. And and that's one of those things where, you know, as a kid in my in my mind, both these movies existed on equal footing. Like I couldn't tell that one was better than the other or anything like that. I remember growing up like loving it. Oh yeah. <laughs> loving both of them. And I think that was I don't if someone wants to do Ghostbusters too, I don't want to take away too much of that thunder. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I just thought it was something. No worries. I thought it was something that, you know, why did it take five years? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Because, you know, in retrospect, or especially like when I was younger, it felt like they came out right after the other, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have that awareness. Um, so if you had to pick another episode and you will pick one and you get that one kind of like one of the bennies of doing this is that you get to like stake your claim on that yeah. episode. So, what what were you thinking of doing next? Well, when looking, I I had I know I stated the one I at the time just if I had to put put it right now it would be the Prestige, but I started more thinking about it and I said that would be great. And then yesterday in preparing for this, I was looking down the all your list and saw someone do a sequel of something but something that I consider to be even and what a lot of people, a lot of fans of this series considers to be the, the epitome of it is uh, star Trek II: the wrath of Khan. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm trying not to freak <laughs> out. I'm so excited that you picked that. Cause I was, if you can hear me typing <laughs> <I'm talking> right <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm it, writing it down. It is. Um, I, when uh, Brenton Ray on Fans Without Borders had done their unpopular opinions, one of my unpopular opinions was actually saying, you know, I actually appreciate uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, which is kind of mm. their version of that. And I kind of listed a, a couple of reasons why I thought it was, it, it gets a bad rap, but I actually like it, but it doesn't hold a candle, the Wrath of Khan. I mean, it... No, it, <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, taking from <laughs> a, a 
the original, which is a lot of people actually pan more. And this one becomes like, why didn't they do this? And Mm -hmm. so just it, I'm, I'm, I more became a Star Trek fan through the movies, but we can, you know, we'll go into that later, but, but yeah, Star Trek II: the Wrath of Khan would be uh, my next choice. I'm actually shocked to be honest with you in all the episodes that we've done and just knowing me as a person being a huge Trekkie, like more people don't pick it. Mm -hmm. Like I would almost say that I, you know, I'm definitely not an unbiased individual and picking Star Trek movies might actually (laughs) bump you up in the order of things. (laughs) So um, yeah, I, you know, I I think we had Paul on the episode where we talked about. uh, The Star Trek three. Star Trek three. Yeah. Yeah. The search for Spock. Which I thought was a great choice for for people doing it because i think it's almost the forgotten one that yeah i was surprised he picked that one i mean i like it yeah. a lot but but i would have thought the first one would have been wrath of khan mm-hmm. to be honest yeah, yeah. i mean it, it runs up i say out of the original star star trek uh two and then four and and six uh voyage mm-hmm. home and undiscovered country which i think are are those three always seem to rank of the original cast movies those are, always seem to be the top ones yeah, yeah. I remember like back in the day, people having theories about odd and even numbers of the movies, <laughs> and you could predict which one will be good or bad. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that I, I would love to talk about that movie. I'm, I'm, I remember one of my early memories, uh, like be- back before I went to just like comic book and anime conventions, mm-hmm. I started with Star Trek conventions. And so I think I was 12 or 13 at my first one, but. I, I I remember seeing uh, Carlos Monteblon. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, be- before he passed away, like literally saw him, and then a little while later, like a year or two later, he passed away. Yeah, so, yeah, I have some affinity for that movie for sure. So yeah, would it, love to talk about it. No, it's it, <laughs> it's good, and and you know you had made a, a, a appreciate the compliment if I didn't acknowledge it earlier with um, the research. I'm I'm a former history teacher, so when I really nice. enjoy I, I really really enjoy something, I really dig into it. And, and like I said, I love that. Sometimes it, it gets to be I wouldn't say obsession, but I just that's one of the things I, I'm going to enjoy about doing my my podcast is digging into this stuff. Exactly. Like, you know, in in my daily life, I talk way too much. Like, I think that's the sign of being a podcaster. Like, are you someone that talks too much and people's eyes sort of glaze over when you go into a lot of detail? Like, you should start a podcast because then people will willingly like download you and listen to you based on the subject matter. And for me, that subject is usually movies. Yeah. And my (laughs) my wife loves me to death and I've introduced her a lot to movies and and comics and things like that. But sometimes I feel and I think uh uh chris and jordan had kind of echoed it on there when i wrote into them saying yeah our, our significant others will just kind of listen not saying that's nice and, <laughs> and, and and just humor humor me so <laughs> yeah you can tell when somebody's really engaged or when they're like waiting for you to stop <laughs> yeah like that's definitely how i've felt in the past and uh you know not in a mean way like no, in a no, loving no. way but but it's like it's nice to have an outlet you yes. know, creative outlet for that. And podcasters and listeners tend to be the kind of people that love to dig deep. Uh, I agree with you 100% when I when I do research for these movies, it's just so gratifying. It feels great. You know, I, I already do that. I used to spend a lot of time on IMDb even back in the day, just mm-hmm. learning all about every single actor in a movie and about the directors and things. So this is like you know, it's just like fun for me. It would probably be tedious or work for someone else, but yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, uh, 
again, thank you so much, no. you know, for taking the time out to come on and uh, and be a part of the show. I really do appreciate it. And I will absolutely be reaching out to you uh, fairly soon for Star Trek Wrath of God. Uh, but yeah, thank you again. And, and where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter um, at Chris Balga. It's Chris Beldomri, C-H-R-I-S and Balga, B as in boy, A-L-G-A. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and uh, have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so we are at uh, number one, the number one most downloaded episode of the year, and that goes to The Dark Knight. Uh, and I have Michael back with me to uh, to talk about it. He was on that episode, so say hi, Michael. Hello there. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself real quick for those of us who are, or for those in the audience that have not heard that episode yet. <laughs> uh, I'm Michael Cross. Um most of you in the DFW area who know me know me as Alfred, um, which I will end up doing forever for the rest of my life. Uh, I've been on several I Love This Movie podcasts because I just love movies. Yes, and I'm so glad that you came on for this one. Uh, I kind of knew right away that it was going to make the top five just because we released it around the 10th anniversary and that was not by accident, and uh, was able to get you and Dan on that episode. And uh, yeah, I think it was a it was a really great discussion. Uh, have you gone back and listened to it since then? Uh, well, I listened to it right away as soon as it came out. Oh, cool. And then once I saw that it hit the the number one spot a few weeks ago for like all time or whatever, I went, but I've been to listen to this again. So I just listened to it recently. Awesome. Well, what do you think about that episode, and, and why do you think it resonated so much with listeners? Well, first, I think it's the film. Yeah. Uh, the film itself is pretty iconic. It's it's a, a perfect superhero film. Yeah, I agree. And then having Dan Manson, who it really is his episode, but uh, having Dan there, Dan is so known as that pale Batman Right. That, that helped attract more people into wanting to listen to it. I totally agree. Dan was awesome. That was his first time on the episode, and we need to have him back, too. Um, and, and yeah, I think, like you said, the strength of this film is just that it's... I, I, I agree with you. I personally think it's, you know, the best superhero film I've ever seen. And uh, I think it's even one of Nolan's best films in general. And that's saying something, because I'm a big Nolan fan. Um, and yeah, I just think, I think the discussion was great. You guys are amazing guests and we had a lot of ground to cover and I think we did an awesome job. So, so thank you for, for that, for coming on and talking about it. Oh, it was just such a pleasure when, you know, Dan asked me, it's like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this episode of, I love this movie for the dark Knight. Would you join me? And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> yes, I will join you. I'd be so thrilled because I, I love doing your show and I love that movie. Yeah. And, and Michael, we just did an episode together <laughs> uh, for, I released Which I just one listened week. to uh, yesterday. Oh, you did? What, what did you think? I, I thought it was great. I mean, that was a really funny episode, if you want to know the truth. It's very enjoyable to listen to. Uh, I had a great time. Yeah, I thought the chemistry between the three of us was really good. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, How Did This Get Made? <laughs> a little bit, like, with all the joking around and... Um, 
I went back and listened to it and, you know, was kind of worried because it was the first time we recorded something live, but it, it seemed like it did really well and people have already responded to it pretty positively. So for those of you out there that don't know what I'm talking about, I uh, just did an episode with Michael Cross and Christopher R. Mim. We did a live episode at AllCon and it was talking about Flash Gordon. And it was different than our usual episodes for a couple reasons. Number one, it was live. And then number two, not everybody loved the movie quite as much as Christopher. So we got to hear a couple different perspectives <laughs> <laughs> as well as questions from the audience and it was so fun we can't wait to do it again uh but back to this episode um was there anything that you felt like we missed when talking about the dark knight we talked for a long time we did um, <laughs> sure everyone knows that you know these get edited before they actually get spilled out into the public and because sometimes we just go off on tangents and talk for a long time or missed i can't think of anything we really missed that was horrendously important um and of course you know it, and we gushed over heath ledger probably more than we needed to but <laughs> <laughs> actually could you do that too much because he was just so amazing this seriously film. No, I agree with you. You know, that was one of those episodes I was kind of dreading doing. And then also some of my favorite podcasts were literally dropping episodes that week. Uh, Zaki Hassan's uh, podcast uh, dropped a commentary track on the movie. And then uh, DC Suicide Squadcast, or I guess Suicide Squadcast, um, they they also dropped an episode. Um, and... I felt intimidated by that. <laughs> I was like, this is weird timing. Two of my favorite podcasts are dropping similar episodes. But at the same time, I just, I didn't listen to them until after we recorded. So I didn't steal any material. <laughs> and I think, you know, it went super well. And I was really pleased to see the numbers and was just really happy to do it. And I felt like I couldn't have asked for better guests. So... I felt super good about it after we recorded it. And I think that we covered a lot. I mean, it's it's an intimidating movie to cover, I feel like. Um, but just because I love it so much. Uh, but but I thought we did a good job. And I, I really enjoyed the process. Um, so, Michael, I've had you on here several times. You're, you're, a, you're a, a recurring guest. Um, what? But what episode do you think you would want to talk about next? You know, that, that goes through my head so often. I'm watching a movie and going, I want to talk about this one. And then I watch something else. No, this is what I want to talk about. But um, I don't know, we talked about 2001, which is probably my favorite movie of all time. That was a fun episode. I really enjoyed that, that discussion. If you want to know the absolute truth, uh, I would love for someone else to pick a movie and talk with me. Because my favorite episodes have been Dan and I. And then again, Dan and I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we talk Superman to Daniel Sanchez and then Dan Manson talking the dark Knight, I really enjoy that the okay. interaction between the, the other people. And that's what I really loved about our live podcast. The, the interaction with the audience was just so great to be able to do that. And then to have, you know, the three of us there talking away really made for a conversation and it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed that. So that's what I want my next episode to be. Whoever out there who knows what I like in movies, pick your favorite. Let's talk about it. I, I, I like that plan. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't have like a ton of 
three group uh, podcasts on here. I, I don't think we do it enough. Um, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit technically challenging, but True. overall, like it's always had a good result and I've enjoyed those episodes. So I'm right there with you. Sounds great. Let's do it. All righty. Well, I think, uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, just keep listening to this podcast. It really is amazing. And if you listen to the live one, what Christopher has to say about this podcast, how it's just great to have a positive podcast about movies out there is absolutely true. Seriously, Michael, I cannot thank you or Christopher enough. Like both of you coming on the show, uh, the opportunities that you guys have given me to reach more people and just being so incredibly supportive. Like I felt so welcomed in so quickly and it just feels like I've always been part of the team. Um, and so I really, really do appreciate that. Like Alcon was just an incredible experience and I definitely look forward to doing it again. Uh, same here. Always. I, I, I really hope we can do more of that. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much and uh, have a good one. You too. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great night. All right. So we are down to our last uh, episode. Number one, uh, The Dark Knight. And I had both Dan and Michael on that episode. So I've got Dan back here with me uh, to talk about The Dark Knight. So say hi, Dan. Hi. Hey, <laughs> um, thank you so much for, you know, for taking the time to come back. I, you know, want to thank you so much for being on that episode. Um, have you gone back and listened to it since, uh, okay. since we recorded? <laughs> to be honest, I went back today and listened to it for the first time, <laughs> partially because it was my first podcast. I was kind of nervous and, and I mean, I, I love that movie. I love talking about movies, but being put on the spot, it's like, you're kind of, um, you know, just forced to, you know, be able to talk about things where, so, I mean, I did have to do a little preparation, watch the movie a few times, you know, to prep for that, but you know, it was my first experience doing a podcast. So. Yeah, no problem. And honestly, Dan, like what you're saying, I hear a lot. Like I know the first time I recorded it, um, you know, our first episode, I was super nervous. It's only like 20 minutes long because I couldn't think of anything to say. <laughs> and then I put it out there into the world and I was like horrified and terrified. Like, it's just scary. I mean, no matter how much experience you have, I think sometimes even in the real world of like speaking in front of people, it can just be, I don't know. There's something about it being on a podcast that is just like nerve wracking. So right. Every, uh, I have so many different guests on here. Sometimes they've, I mean, I've had guests that have never heard a podcast ever um, and basically didn't know they existed until I asked them to be on. Uh, so I've, I've run the gamut. Some people are podcasters. Some people have never podcasted. Like, I don't know. What I really focus on is the fact that you're a fan and that you really love this movie. And that's honestly all that matters. It's just a relaxed conversation. So do not worry at all. That episode was great. And then it made it to our top five. So that's pretty yeah. impressive for your first ever yeah, podcast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I looked back at how long that podcast was. It was over an hour. I don't remember it taking that long. <laughs> it goes by so fast. Like a lot of times when I record with people, they ask me like, well, how long is this going to be? And like, I think I can tell they're kind of nervous that they're going to have to talk for too long. And it, it's weird. Time just escapes you when you're talking about a movie that you love, basically. Right. Um, and, and Dan, uh, 
in case our listeners haven't heard that episode yet, and everyone should obviously go back and listen to that episode, um, can you kind of introduce yourself real quick? Uh, yeah, I'm Dan Madsen. I'm, uh, you know, I cosplay uh, Batman. I've been doing it for like probably five years now. I'm a DFW Batman. You can find me on uh, social media under DFW Batman on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, DFW Batman, one word. Uh, been doing charity work. That's kind of how I started um, doing doing um, uh, characters and stuff. I work with a charity organization called Cause to Play. Uh, and what they do is they link superheroes up with uh, charities for events. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, doing that and being there for the kids. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I've just been, uh, I've been a, you know, science fiction fan and superhero fan for quite a while, you know, uh, but, uh, I definitely love movies and I love your podcasts, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, thank you know, I, I, I was looking back and saw this was like your 30th your 30th or so um, recording and then you've done like 60 since then. And I need to realize how far behind I am. I need to get caught up with some of these movies because I mean, <laughs> no worries, <yeah>. no pressure, <laughs> but you're, you know, you know, the movies that you have on your um, uh, podcast are just all great movies, you know? Yeah, I let, um, and, and this is another question I get a lot too. People say like, well, can I talk about this movie? And actually the guests pick it. So you picked this episode or you picked that movie. And I was really happy you did because it's one of my favorites. And it happened to be the 10th anniversary. Wow. So there's that, <laughs> which it ended up setting the bar really high in my mind. I was telling, I recorded with Michael too, and a couple podcasts that I really love listening to like Suicide Squadcast and um, Zachy's podcast as well. Uh, they were covering it the same week and I was like, oh no. So like, <laughs> uh -huh. I get nervous too, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, so many people are covering it this week because of the anniversary, but it just gave me more stuff to listen to. I'm, I'm never turned down listening to anyone talk about Batman. So I liked it. Yeah. And I, and again, like really appreciated having you on and I've gone back and listened to it too. Sometimes I, I also avoid going back and listening to myself talk because I, especially when I edit, I have to listen to myself talk for a long time and it's, yeah, it can be a lot, but, um, but I thought the episode was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, my, my fan base, I I've mentioned a couple times in this episode is very DC heavy. So they loved that we mm -hmm. talked about that <laughs> and I got a lot of great feedback about it. So just wanted to let you know, um, in addition to that, can you think of any other reason why this episode kind of resonated? With, uh, with well, primarily because it's such an awesome movie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good answer. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, back after listening to the podcast, uh, uh, you know, th this, probably is definitely my favorite superhero movie. You know, I mean, Marvel's put out a lot of great content and there are some Marvel movies I really like. Uh, but from the DC perspective, I mean, this is definitely my favorite superhero movie. Yeah. And I mean, you do cosplay some Marvel characters too. Like you've been Captain yeah. America and stuff like that. But yeah, I think, I mean, your Batman costume is awesome. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out his cosplay, you definitely should. So I was really happy that you picked this particular movie. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's like, for me, it's the best hero movie I've ever seen. Um, and it's just an amazing movie. Like, I don't even have to put the word hero in it. 
to make it a good movie. It's a great right. Christopher Nolan film. Um, when you went back and listened to it, especially since it's your first one, is there anything that you felt like well, you missed? Well, uh, you know, I know we, we talked a lot about Heath Ledger in the podcast, but since that recording, um, I did a charity event about a month ago where um, it was hosted by the, the Grapevine Dark Knight, who is a, also a volunteer with Cause to Play. And um, uh, it was uh, benefiting uh, Heroes for Hope. It's a, a charity that helps families that are impacted uh, by cancer. You know, they they have kids with cancer and, and families need help, uh, you know, paying the bills. So this, this charity organization, Heroes for Hope, they, they um, help families with, with funding and all that for different things. But um, so the grapevine dark Knight was the Batman at this event. So I had to come up with some other character to go to support, you know, cosplay and heroes for hope. So I decided to do the Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger Joker. It was awesome. It looks so good. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it was, that was truly my first superhero villain that I've ever done. You know, I've always done heroes. Um, you know, with uh, d- the different charity organizations, so it was a lot of fun. I went back and watched The Dark Knight a bunch of times, really focusing on the Heath Ledger character. And I've always loved his character in that, but it's like I, I picked up on so many uh, different things, and I learned a bunch of his lines. You know. <laughs> Uh, one of my props That's was a awesome. pencil and I was like wanting to show people magic tricks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like when you, uh, cause I was at that event too, Nick and I were Han Solo and Luke. Um, and like when you walked in, like we did not recognize you. Like you even said you were going to be the Joker, but it was such a transformation, like between that and Batman that I was like, Whoa, it was like double take. Right. It was really cool. And plus like that event was just so, so neat. Like, what, what you're talking about, I think, is something that is not often touched on when um, we think about childhood cancer is that, you know, the bills associated with it. It's almost like we forget, like, life doesn't stop. It continues. And uh, I just think it's so awesome that that organization thought of that and, you know, that they're working so hard to, to raise funds. And, yeah, it was just a really awesome event. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of if I think there was anything I missed. I, like I said, I felt like the stakes were high. This is one of those episodes that I'm not going to say that I was like putting off, but I was like nervous to record it because I like the movie so much. It's almost like, I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to feel this way when we talk about a movie that's really big for me, like Citizen Kane, or I don't know. When I talked about the shining. It's like, if, if you really love it, you're just almost worried you're going to miss something, but I don't know. I felt like we had a really good mix between the three of us and I thought we did a really good job of covering it. I'm sure there's something we missed, but I I wasn't sweating it the way I was worried I would be. So I think it right. went pretty well. Um, my last question for you is if we did another episode, what episode would you want to do next? Okay. I, yeah, I was, um, I, I was looking, I, I, I didn't look through your entire list, but ha- no have you, have have you done uh, Batman Returns? No, that would be fun. <laughs> because uh, you know, I mean, you know, that was you know definitely the Michael Keaton Batman is what kind of really got me into superhero movies because that yeah. was pretty much all I had when I was you know younger. Um, and my my girlfriend Michael Finn cosplays Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yes, and it's so, <laughs> so good. So I think it would be good to do one with her because she yes. she knows. She knows that movie. She has watched every time she suits up, we put that movie in 
I love and she that. knows like all the lines. <laughs> she looks phenomenal in her Catwoman yeah. costume. I would love to do an episode with the two of you. That would be so fun. We should definitely make that happen. Yeah. And Absolutely. then I can talk a little bit about the Michael Keaton Batman, which I really like too. I you do know, too. Tim Bur- well, Tim Burton, I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. Me and too. so is Michael. So. Yeah. And, and I feel like that movie doesn't get enough love sometimes. I feel like it was so popular when it came out, but then as time has worn on, people are kind of like, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. I really like that movie. There's like a lot to love in it. I actually did an episode um, on another podcast, actually on Thomas's podcast, who is also on the countdown. Uh, we talked about Batman Returns and we had such different perspectives on it because we're a little, um, we, there's an age difference. So like, I remember it, I think, as part of my younger years and a little, maybe a little more fondly than he does seeing it later. Um, but, but yeah, it was really fun to talk about that. And I would love to do it on the show too. Yeah. With, with Danny DeVito as the penguin, that is just so, so awesome. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to like imagine anyone else stepping into those shoes, but we might be seeing that, you know, uh, when the Matt Reeves movie comes out. So we'll, we'll have to keep a watch and see who all is going to be in it. Maybe we should. I know there's a lot of debate on that being a Christmas movie, so maybe we should do that around <laughs> Christmas yes. time. Yes, yes, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> for for me, I you know I'm I'm just gonna throw the gauntlet out there. I do think it's a Christmas movie, but we can really get into that when we talk about it. In the <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, you know, again, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And uh, thank you for recording that episode with me. And I look forward to having you back soon. Thank you, Lisa. Guys, that's it. That wraps up our two-year anniversary episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you've made it this far and you're a new listener, thank you. And I feel like you kind of got a sampling of what the typical episodes are like. And also how diverse my guest list is. Um, Some of them are podcasters. Some of them have never heard a podcast before. And some of them are people that want to get into podcasting. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Twitter under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram under AYA and as Nancy AMI Lisa. And I've got a closed Facebook group uh, called I Love That Movie. It's a closed group, but if you send me a request, I'll add you. It's basically just a safe space for movie lovers to discuss their favorite films and it's judgment free. My only rule in there is keep it positive. But uh, yeah, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It helps new people find my podcast and uh, yeah, have a good one. Keep listening. <laughs>